Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Sandspants Radio, Australia's most procedurally generated podcast network. Once, long before Tiffany or Sir Hector were even born, there lived a man named Jordan Grace, or, as he had recently become, Sir Grace. Newly knighted and looking to prove himself, he accepted a quest investigating disappearances in the small town of Shaybrook. Little did he know that this was the first step on what was to become a strange and dangerous life. Welcome to Episode 3 of Fall From Grace Part 1. The Hag. Previously, I turned to Grattan. How do you feel about running? Grattan says, "I, I, um, I, I would, yes, yes." No shame in it. No shame in it. Grattan sprints. Mm-hmm. Are you following? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. You can hear him falling behind you, calling out, "Come back, food." That's the um the being that followed me. Uh, it, it, it was singing a song talking about a, a mother. Mother said, <laughs> "It's got a title called Emmanuel of Monsters, <laughs> Edition One." <laughs> All of initially, I guess I was thinking that the trauma to the chest of of Gita might have been from, I don't know, say the swinging fists of the half-ogre but I can't see any of the half-ogre's tracks here in some way responsible for what's been going down, but I believe also that there is at least a second party as well someone who can cast spells um, uh, possibly change their shape. Whoever can down their tanker the fastest (laughs) wins This town rolls The meeting to discuss your findings from the forest ends and then you retire for the night. Do people stick around after the meeting just to casually hang out? No, not really. Okay. It's well, quite late by the time it's done. That's fair. Well, if you want, like, people do slowly leave. So I would say a William, who yeah. has a, a wife and a newborn child, mm. leaves first. Fair. Then Birkinth, who also has a, a husband and several mm. older children. Yeah. Then Thudu, who likes a drink. Yeah. And finally, Mally kind of dawdles at the end. I probably stick around. Um, just not necessarily as part of the investigation, but just for the social side of it, chatting right. people, getting to know them. Mally quite clearly, it, it, when, you, when it's just you and her, Mally quite clearly seems troubled that Gida uh, mm. was tricked or duped potentially by someone pretending yeah. to be her. Well, I mean, you, you can't blame yourself, Mally. Like, that's the kind of thing, if anything's out of our hands, that is, you know. She seems calmed by that. Yeah. I understand, though, that that's got to 
Yeah, that's gotta that's gotta hurt. It's a it's a frightening world out there, I guess. Um, previously, anything like this was done with um, well, with, with with the knight that I I trained under, that I squired under. So, you know, I, I gosh, I hope I'm I'm doing it right. But even even doing you know investigations with him and 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 squiring for him, you know, you would you would come across stuff like this and. But yes, no. Look, I you I wouldn't I wouldn't blame yourself for this. I absolutely wouldn't. Mally nods again slowly and says, "Thank the gods, we have you for sure." I mean, I mean, again, I'm I'm just one man. Um, I I, I wouldn't call myself divinely sad. I'm just doing a job. But uh, yeah, hopefully we can sort it out. It's good work you do, Sir Knight. I give like a kind of a a humble nod, you know. Yeah, well, hopefully I can help people. All right. Um, all right. Well, I'm, I'm going to retire to bed. Um, you have a good night, and then I'll go to sleep. Next day, what would you like to do? Uh, well, next day I'd like to, uh, yeah, group up with Mally and with Thudu and make for the side of the children's disappearance. Thudu's busy again. That's okay. I'll just do it. I'll do it with Mally, and if anybody else wants to come, if if Grattan Wood is free or whatever, or Robert, Birkin. Robert, no last name given. <laughs> Uh, Robert probably isn't going to go. That's fair. Uh, if you go ask Grattan, mm. oh no, Grattan's not going to go either. Birkinth, okay. if you ask her, we'll come with as sure. well. So it's you, Mally, and Birkinth mm. head towards the site of the children's disappearance. Cool. Birkinth is probably pretty good to take. She was quite familiar with the family of the children. For sure. Did you know uh, Gita? I'll ask Birkinth as we, as we make our way there. No, I didn't know him. Mally knew him quite well. She yeah, 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 yeah. No, just just checking. Just checking. You arrive at the small crook mm. where there's a bit of meadow nearby. It's very beautiful and picturesque here. Mm, lovely. Uh, well, I guess we'll go. Is there like a? The, I guess we'll investigate where they disappeared first, and then maybe chat to the parents. Mm. Oh, um, no. Birkinth says if you have any questions for the parents, you can ask me. Okay, for yeah. sure. Are they? Sure. They're grieving. No. I, yeah. Totally. Totally. Um, okay, well, I'll just you, give a look around the meadow. You search the area. In the meadow, you find a... The first thing you find is a bunch of sticks, twigs, just whatever whatever you could find on the ground has been all piled together in, like, a little fort of oh, sorts. okay, like a children's, kind of like yeah. a, like a treehouse. Yeah. In, it's on the ground, yeah, however, kind sure. of sheltered in a bush. Inside, you find a small clay pot that has been cracked and broken. You find a couple of toys as okay. well, maybe a doll and maybe a little wooden sword. Um, the oh, uh, sorry. Also, yeah. You also find by the river there are a set of giant tracks, presumably yeah. the half ogres. Okay, okay. Um, I turn to um to 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 to, to, to what's the other one? Not Mally. Birkinth. Birkinth. I wanted to call them Cranley. No. Um, <laughs> Birkinth. A lot of names. <laughs> Birkinth, the um, the mirror and the nail that the children had, mm. d- did they disappear with them or do we still have them? Uh, no, I. Uh, she rummages in a bag. I collected them because I thought we might need them. She hands them to you. I'd like yeah, to collect them and put them in my coin purse with the wolf coin. You note that... Well, the iron nail is iron, yeah. but the mirror as well is completely made out of iron. It's a common thing because yeah. mir- like mirrored glass sure, for sure. isn't really a thing. So the mirror itself is just made out of iron that is polished to a sheen. Okay. So we don't know where the, the children um, 
acquired this nail and mirror? They came back with them from here. They came back with them. Hmm. Hmm. Do I know anything about... You know what? I would like to open up my Emmanuel de Monster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I would like to look for... Uh, anything relating to iron as a magical material? Iron as a magical material. Well, well, as a as a a weakness, like like something that a monster might be weak against. Do you know what I mean? Ghosts. Okay. Ghosts do not like iron. The Emmanuel would be very mm-hmm. specific on that. Cold iron, which mm. is a specific type of iron mm. made by uh, made cold, basically mm. iron that has not seen fire, mm-hmm. only being worked by cold tools, is good against fey. So, fey creatures include things like fairies, Mm -hmm. sprites, a creature called a quickling, Mm -hmm. which the book would describe as the worst of all (laughs) the small creatures. My Emmanuel de Monster's least favorite small creature. You would also see that it is closely related to the Feywild, which is another plane of existence that mirrors the material plane. Iron is used to block entrances to the Feywild mm-hmm. because the Feywild requires a place of natural wonder or beauty to create a natural crossing point, okay. and iron is considered an ugly, brutal thing. Sure. So it can hamper or completely destroy a crossing to the Feywild. Okay. You would also, if you keep reading, you find hags mm-hmm. are a type of Fey. Okay. And you find that nymphs, and sirens are types of fae. There is a type of siren that lives on... So this is... Obviously, you might not think siren, yeah. but there is a type of siren that lives on the land. Okay, cool. Um, well, maybe I'll turn to Thudu and... And yeah. Will-O-Wisps. But oh, Will-O-Wisps Will-O are not typically considered intelligent. Will-O-Wisps. Uh, I'd like to turn to um, the two ladies I'm with and be like... Um, this town, I, I, I don't want to call it superstition because obviously so often it ends up being true, but uh, <laughs> fey creatures, the, the, the fey realm, uh, are there any, I don't know, I suppose local legends, something like that? Birkinth, Birkinth says, um, yes, I think, I think I do remember a, some tale about the summer court and the winter court. Okay. There's, there was some dispute. It, this is think something to do with the Feywild, not really the material plane. Sure. But the long and short of the story is that there are like courts, like royal courts that exist in the Feywild. Okay. And all Fey were once part of one court or the other until they decided to throw out uh, creatures that were twisted and dark that did not match their ideas of beauty. Okay. And I know that creatures such as um, half-breeds, I think Mm -hmm. they're called, and hags were among them. And apparently one such such creature, like a hag, Mm -hmm. um, found its way here when it was ousted. Um, All right, hag in my thing and circle it. Who... Who's the oldest person in town? The oldest person in town? Mm, well, that would be Dwowin. Dwowin? Dwowin. Would I be able to speak to them? 
If it wouldn't be too much trouble. Um, yeah, Dwowen would probably talk to you, but only maybe out of politeness. She doesn't like being disturbed. That's okay. Is there anything I could bring her to, to maybe make her more inclined? <laughs> Birkinth and Mally look at each other, then look back at you. A beer. Okay, well, that I can do. Yeah, but perhaps if I could just have a, a conversation with her at some point. Um, I would like to... Um, the the parents of Ansys and Annette, were they um, superstitious sorts? No, they weren't, Birkinth says. Okay. Not in cre- Well, no more than usual. Sure. I, I, I guess I'm just wondering if... If a child disappears in the forest, and no one's around to hear it, no. If a child disappears in the forest and comes back and you're worried that something fey may have taken them, would you yourself give them a nail and a mirror, so some iron maybe to protect them? But I assume... No, 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 they, they came, came back, back with, with them. them. Yeah. Well, that is very intriguing. Um, I'd like to give the place just like one more once over. I'd like to, just to to cr- cross some some things off my list, I'd like to go and investigate. There's like a, is, a, a, is there a brook nearby or would you say like a crook in the uh, road? Yeah, a crook. There's a little, a tiny little bit of water. I'd like to go through. investigate that to see if I can cross sirens off my list. <laughs> you can tell that the, the crook has no, no like the... The ye olde Emmanuel of Monsters yeah. describes that uh, a siren that exists in a land or like a body of water on land mm. needs to exist on a lake or a, a river. Okay. Or not a river, sorry. Like a still body of water. Sure, sure. So this would not meet the definition for a siren. I crossed siren off in my list, uh, in my book. You've also got the little kid's hub, uh, cubby. Yes. And the tracks. That's right. I'll, I'll go into the cubby and I'll investigate. I want to crack open that um, cracked pot. See All if right. I can see anything inside it. I get a bad boy card. Oh, no. It's not a pot. It's like a bowl. Okay. When you turn that over, you can tell that it just seems like discarded pottery. Okay. I put it to the Probably side. Probably to play house with. Yeah, for sure. Um, I search the interior. I search the, like, amongst the sticks, see if kids have tied anything to them. I try to imagine what games maybe they'd have played. You find a great deal of toys hidden amongst or hidden in the little cubby. Mm. You find more toys than, frankly... You would imagine peasant yeah. children should have. Yeah, it seems like too many. And they're they're not great quality, Yeah, but they're, like, nice. Uh, Bur- and there's a lot of them. Birkinth, I'd yeah. say. Um, could you come in here, please? Birkinth... <laughs> Walks over and crouches down. Uh, you knew the children well, and I... Yes. I know peasant children tend to have maybe only one or two toys. Are any of these toys... Um, no, my gosh. As soon as you show the wealth of yeah. toys, she says, no, this is far... I don't know where they got these. They weren't taking them from down. This mm. looks like enough toys for every child in town. Do some of the toys look very old? Mm-hmm. Or is it hard to tell age? They've just been in the elements. No, kind of. a lot of them look, a lot of them look homemade, but mm. made with some level of competency. Okay. Uh, actually, I would say that all of them look, look homemade. homemade, but with some level of competency. A lot of them bear like a little tag on them that says "From Granny." From Granny. I'd like to write "From Granny" in my notes and then write "Mother." For the ogre and like do a line connecting them. What's the um next nearest town to here? I ask. Next nearest town? Yeah, that would probably be Tipple. Okay, is Tipple within the same? Uh... Tipple is quite far away. Okay, far to the south. Sure, sure, sure. I just wanted to check proximities. 
Okay. Uh, well, I'll come out of the copy and I'll check the tracks. All right. Oh, another good boy card. Oh my god, I'm raking, raking them, them up. in. Yeah, yeah. You check the the ogre, the half ogre tracks, and the half ogre has made no effort to conceal where it's going from or to or anything like that. And the mud here is fresh enough that it's like a perfect cast. Okay, you can see. The half-ogre tracks lead a little away from the cubby to a slight hill, like very close. Yeah, for sure. Very close. And on that slight hill, you can see half-ogre footprints mixing with children footprints. How many? Two sets? Two sets. Okay. It looks like children and half-ogre in play. Mm. The tracks lead off into the forest. Well, the children... The ch- why would you want children, whatever is taking them? I look back at my list of possible fae. I cross out ghost, because that doesn't seem to make sense. Then I would like to, will of the wisp, I'll cross out no spells. Uh, nymphs are sea creatures, yeah? Uh, nymphs, no, they're not sea creatures. They're tree creatures. Yeah, they're typically creatures of a forest. Well, they're creatures of anywhere beautiful and natural, to All right, be honest. All right, so... It could be in a forest, yeah. Do some question marks after nymphs, some question marks after hags. Emmanuel of Monsters would call nymphs creatures of light and... Lighteth and goodeth that would not dwell with any creatures of darketh or evileth intent, unless such creatures were thoroughly dead. Mm, All right, maybe I cross out nymphs. Okay, hags, question marks after. Sprites, quicklings, and fairies, I'm not sure. Quicklings? Quicklings. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Um, well, that presumably is the direction they went. What time is it? Probably like midday, yeah? A little uh, It's just before midday. Okay. All right. Let's get a beer. Let's go chat to Dwowen uh, and then see where we are. You said... Uh, Mally, that Gita said that it, it was uh, like the old days. Yeah, think things were returning. Yeah, things were like the like yeah yeah like the old day like the old times. Okay, circle, I'm not sure what he meant by that. Circle hags again. All right, I'm gonna go to the to the tavern mm-hmm. to the broken hammer uh, and procure a beer. Okay, a traveler, and then Mally takes you to Dwawin's mm-hmm. house. Knock on the door. It's a kind of a little hovel. The a elderly female dwarf answers the door. Her beard is so long that it touches her toes, mm-hmm. and you can see that her eyes were once a beautiful amber, but now have become dulled. You can tell that she's blind in both eyes. She has a narrow face and straight red hair besides. She wears though very modest garments. She looks like she might be she she looks like she could have taken a vow of poverty. Okay. Uh, good afternoon, um, Dwowen. Mm. My name is uh, Sir Jordan of House Grace, and I was wondering if I could ask you a couple of questions. I've brought you some beer as a gift. Um, she like peers as closely at you as she can, mm. and she has to get like right up in your face to do it. Maybe she gestures for you to get in oh, closer. I, I crouch down. Beer, she says, <laughs> holding out a hand. I guide it into her hand. She starts drinking and yeah. turns around and gestures for you to follow. Thank you. We appreciate it. You sit in her little hovel. There's mm-hmm. like a, a stump table cool. and small little stump chairs. I sit presumably with my knees up around my breasts, kind of like. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's kind of sized. It's even strange because it's sized for a halfling, not even a dwarf. <laughs> 
She sits it's down. It's cheaper, at, I guess. She sits down at the table as well. Yeah. Picks off the table a like a horn and jams it in her ear. Um. So where I, I'm sure you're aware of it, there are been some disappearances lately. The, the woods have taken a, an ominous sort of turn. I was chatting to my good friend Mally here, and she said that um, in the past um, th- there was some kind of town legend about uh, the, the summer and winter courts almost releasing some ill creatures into the woods many years ago. And we've had one of the disappeared people talking about the old days. I, I just wondered if you had, I don't know, any opinion on this, if this reminded you of anything that had happened once before. Ah. When you start talking, she leans in so that her the horn jammed in her ear is kind of right at your lips. <laughs> she leans back. Ah, yes, I know about the summer and the winter court. Long ago, before even my parents were but whippersnappers. Long before even that, as far back as memory and time exists, there was, within the Feywild, the summer court and the winter court. They were like night and day. One was open and beautiful and warm, and the other was cold and awesome and rude. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't help it. And the other was cold and awe-inspiring, or in every way that the word can mean. I nod. Inspiring of awe. Neither was good nor truly bad, but there were differences. One, the summer court, balmy and beautiful. Its queen decreed that all fay should look and be as one, and winter queen decreed the same. Right. But... Unfortunately for hags and fay of low caste, they did not meet the summer or winter court's images of what was fay and what was not, for they were not beautiful as the summer court, and they did not inspire awe as the winter court. They were ugly and hated, and they were driven driven out of the Feywild into our world. And it is said that north of Shaybrook was a crossing, a crossing to the Feywild where they might pass. Okay. It happened so long ago, but brave knights such as yourself rose up and forced the hags from our world as well, scattering them to death or to the Feywild. It is possible on a summer's day or a deep winter's night to still hear or see a hag at a Fey crossing. Has Fey crossings typically were uh, blocked up by iron, correct? A Fey crossing... It can only exist at a place of beauty or wonder within our world. Such places can exist almost anywhere in the natural world, but 
worked stone or metal, man-made cities. They destroy fey crossings wherever they exist. One might destroy a fey crossing with a with worked stone or iron. Okay. Well, thank you, um, Dwawan. I, I appreciate your your candacy and 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 for for willing being willing to talk with me. And now a quick word from our sponsor. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Also, hey, D&D is fun, but if you're wishing that we could hear Jackson or Zamet waxing poetic about video games they've played and give them a score based on a frankly baffling rating system that I refuse to understand, then do I have news for you. Thumbcramps is a show by Jackson, Zamet, Doucher, and occasionally Cass, where they, as my dad calls it, ignore Total Overdose, the most pivotal game of the early 2000s. So, if you like the sound of that, or if you want to know why my dad keeps calling them Total Hacks, then head on down to sanspantsradio.com and search for Thumbcramps. Um, she sips from the beer. <laughs> I lean back in my chair, or on my stool. Do you... Do you think it's unreasonable for me to say that perhaps a hag is what we're dealing with here? I mean, it would explain the magic. Oh, yes. A hag is surely the cause of our problems. But what hag? There are many. Oh, I opened up Emmanuel's Book of Monsters to H for hag. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually alphabet. It's actually ordered by size. <laughs> Stupid book. (laughs) (laughs) The problem is that some of the sizes are only speculated or vary. (laughs) Emmanuel, you fool. Well, you need to go to um, M-ish for (laughs) medium-ish size. (laughs) You see, there are many different types of hag. Mm -hmm. There's green hag. 
the wretched and hate doth wretched and hateful hags green dwell in dying forests that's or lonest of swamps or misty moors making hometh in caves okay well that doesn't it's it's sort of more of a woodland area right not really swamp they have obsession with tragic events there is but also thine night hag slyth and subvertheth It's good to imagine Sir Grace finger under subversive, <laughs> giving like like going back, being like <laughs> Thine night hag wanteth to see the virtuous turneth to villainy, love's kiss turn to obsession, and kindness to hate, and devotion to disregard, and generosity to selfishness. (laughs) I get it, Emmanuel's Book of Monsters. Night hags taketh their perverse joy in corrupting those of mortals. They are, of course, soul mongers, stealing the souls of those sleeping. There iseth also the sea hag, Sea haggiths live in dismal and polluted underwater lairs. Doesn't seem right. Of course, one must also considereth the anise hag. They lair in mountains or hills. Despite being hunchbacked and hump-shouldered, they are the largest and most physical of all kinds, standing almost, one eth might assume, eight feet. They enjoy tormenting. They enjoy corrupting children, and they enjoy being a mother. Circle mm, so anus hag. There is, of course, F. And finally, the Behuva. <laughs> the Behuva hag. Behuva hags live in wintereth lands. They have cold hearts that are attracted to selfish actions. And they are th- awful to beholden. I fear what we're dealing with here, if it is indeed a hag, it's probably the anise hag. Tormenteth of the weak. Although an anise hag can easily tear a grown maneth apart, they enjoy hunting children, preferring their flesheth above all others. Oh. They use the flayeth of skin of such of their victims to make supple leather, and a hag's lair often shows the signs of industry. I, um, wow, and I'm like, um, you said that uh, the story of the, the hags coming into into our realm, they, they were story, it happened back when your parents were children. Yes. Um, so have you, do you remember a time where the forest was as it is now? Or is this the first time it's happened? First time in my memory. Okay. I'm just trying to piece together, I guess, what could have caused the hag to become active. Anis hags leave tokens of their cruelty at the edges of forests and other areas they claim. In this way, they provoke fear and paranoia in nearby villages and settlements. To an anis hag, nothing is sweeter than turning a vibrant community into a place paralyzed by terror. They are children corruptors. When an anise hag feels especially cruel, she disguises herself as a kindly-looking elderly woman, approaching a child in a remote place, and gives it an iron token Mm. that it can use to confide in her. Over time, Granny convinces the child that it's okay to have bad thoughts Mm. and do bad deeds. As I read this, I finger the, um, the coin that I have in my pocket and the little mirror and the nail. Tribe mother. 
Much in the way that they befriend children in order to corrupt them, Anis Hags have a tendency for adopting a group of trolls, ogres, or mm. other loutish creatures, ruling them through brute strength, verbal abuse, and superstition. And then the book continues. The Anathoth Hag has its skills lying in those of deception and perception. <laughs> what accent is it? It is it resistant unto the coldeth and all weapons that are non-magical in nature. It has upon itself the innate spell-casting ability to maketh itself disguise or create a fog of clouds. Yeah. It is most dangerous yeah. upon its crushing hug. Um, I like to imagine that Emmanuel de Monsters is one of those books ostensibly written by Emmanuel de Monster, but if you read through it, you're like, there's like 40 different people. Like, you know how Hans Christian Andersen would just take folk tales and slam it in the <laughs> middle of their story? It's just like a hodgepodge. Um, is there a blacksmith in town? I ask. Um, Mally. Mally. Mm. Uh, William is the closest they have. He knows how to work metal, but he's a better carpenter than he is an ironsmith. Okay. Do I think cold iron would damage this hag? Cold iron would overcome its resistances, yes. Cool. Because I just don't have any magical weapons. Mm. You would... So, yeah, it's resistant to cold Mm -hmm. and non-magical weapons. Yeah, cool. Otherwise, it doesn't seem to have any active weaknesses. Cold iron will hurt If I can get over that resistance, that's all I need. All right. Thank you so much, Bowen. I appreciate it. Um, You have a wonderful day. You too. I get up and leave. Where are you going? I'll go to um, the blacksmith. I'll go to... um, Will Owen. Will Owen, yeah. Can I help you? He's in his his, uh, workshop. I've got quite a favor to ask of you, Will Owen, if if that's all right. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know much about blacksmithy, but but blacksmithing, but um, I may be in the need of some cold iron. I know that's complicated, make, but I've been told that you're you're the best in town. They're not wrong. I am the best in town. I let me look into this. Um, yes, I could maybe help you with that. I don't know. I don't need much, just a spear tip's worth. A spear tip I could make. That's all I need. You'll have to give me a knight. That's okay. I, I, I wouldn't want to head out now anyway. Guess I'm doing this alone, though. That means. Unless um, the creature that I believe is responsible for the disappearances and for the, the, the deaths um, can only be damaged by cold iron or magical weapons. In the town, you, you wouldn't have magical weapons, would you? <laughs> I, I feel silly asking. Actually, we might have something that can help you. Okay. Maybe leave that with me for now. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. If the magical weapon is something the town cannot spare, I know a lot of villages that I visited in the past have had uh, um, heirlooms or, or, or sacred weapons to the town. I wouldn't ever ask you to destroy them, but um, yeah, if you have something you're willing to spare, well, it may be all it'll take. I... I take my spear off my back out of its sheath and I like place it on the ground in the, in the workshop. But a cold iron tip to this is, would do me a wonder of favor. Um, I can try to work on a, uh, a cold iron tip, mm-hmm. spear tip for that. Uh, otherwise 
A magical weapon. Yes. No, I think we might have something for that. Okay. Um, all right. I need you to, I need you to grab Mali and Thudu mm-hmm. and tell Thudu that, tell Thudu to go to the guild hall and speak with uh, uh, Elise. Okay, sure. I'll get on that right now. Yes. Tell Elise what you need mm-hmm. and say that I will pay them back. Okay. For sure. And I'm sure the capital can provide recompense for, you know, anything that I've taken or, or, or you're owed. Yes. All right. He, I, uh, I'll leave him to it and right. I'll go find Thudu and Mali. All right. You grab both mm-hmm. of them mm-hmm. in a rush and you head towards the guild hall. Mm-hmm. Elise is, uh, you learn on the way, a artist, an okay. artisan rather. Yeah. She she's like a glass blower. Okay. And she makes fittings with glass. So cool. like if you need a stoppered lid on like a uh a, a, a like glass a bottle, bottle or something, or something. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. As you're walking back with or like half running back mm. with uh Mali, Mali and Thudu, they say not to stare at Elise. Okay. I, I wouldn't. She she has an affliction. Sure, for sure. Elise, when you get to the guild hall, she's working in one of the furnaces. She has, when she turns around, a beastly appearance. Oh. She has short gray hair and large blue eyes, but she looks she looks like a half werewolf if such a thing could exist. <clears throat> Elise, um, I am Sir Jordan of House Grace. Uh, I explain the situation to her. We are in need of a, a magical weapon of some kind. Even he better pay me back. He said he would. He said he would. Very well then. Elise leaves and mm. returns with a glass box. Okay. Contained within the glass box are two green, glowing, shimmering with energy crossbow bolts. Oh. Okay. Okay, thank you. No, arrows. Sorry, arrows. arrows. Okay, cool. These are magical projectiles. Sure. Okay. She hands them to you. Be careful. Okay. You won't want these back, cor- correct? If they are used correctly, they should not return. Sure. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you, Ilias. All right. What do you do? Uh, we'll head back to the blacksmithy, I guess. And on the way back, I'll be like, what's wrong with her? She she came under some affliction a while back, a, a werewolf bite. She was lucky. She's been cured, kind of. I can say. Poor unfortunate soul. All right, well. It let's... is, unfortunately, the danger of uh, she used to be an adventurer. All right, you are lucky, Sir Grace. <laughs> when you arrive back, it takes an extra hour after you arrive back, but slowly... And surely, William is able to construct a cold iron spear tip. Cool. I, I, I fix it to the tip of my spear, roping right. it down. All right. I'm going to say, though, that it is not a perfect make. Yep. So you will take a negative one penalty to all attacks. That's fair. Hey, as long as I can get over that resistance, because otherwise I'm just... <laughs> I have two arrows. <laughs> Which, to be honest, I... I... I feel like if I go and do this alone, that I will be in dire straits. Uh, I I don't think that I... I am competent and I am confident, but I am also just one man. So, Mali or Thudu, if you would accompany me... We'll both help you. 
I, However, like I said, it, it, the creature has a magical resistance to anything that's not cold iron or a magical weapon. Are either of you good with a bow? Thudu shakes her head. No. I, uh, Mally? Mally nods. Yes, I can fire an, an arrow. I, I pre- give, present the two arrows to Mally. Are the arrows made of glass or metal? They're made of glass, yeah. Okay, cool. The box cool. is made out of glass and the arrows are made out of glass. Do I know... What do I know about magical weapons? It's difficult to make, expensive... I, I guess my question would be, if we if we smelted this glass down and turned it into two new ar- uh, spear tips, would all three of us have a weapon that we could use against? Or you would need someone who knew how to use the magic. To magically smelt down a... Okay, yeah. Yeah. On. That's okay. Well, in that case, I'll just give the two arrows to um to Mally. Okay. Yeah. Mally says, what's the plan? Okay. I would never want to attack... Ogres don't have that resistance, do they? No, an ogre is an ogre is an ogre. Okay. Well, an ogre is going to be... If we try to attack the, the Anis Hag, or we try to, to to venture into the Anis Hag's lair, the ogre would be there to defend her, which means that it's probably cleverer to attack the ogre first, maybe separate from the Anis Hag. Mm. Now, when I was in the forest earlier, it was just me and the ogre. Perhaps if I'd had some... If it had not just been, been more than just me... Um, we would have been able to take the ogre down. And in doing that, we've gotten rid of the muscle the Anis Hag has, if, if you know what I yes, mean. Yes, no, I understand. So perhaps we perhaps we bait the ogre out. I mean, okay, how about we just head into the forest, one of us alone, the other's hidden in the trees. We mm-hmm. wait until perhaps the ogre comes our way, and then we all come out and ambush him. Perhaps we should lay a trap, Mally says. That's clever. That's very clever. My fear is that the only bait I think the ogre would go for is perhaps a child. And that feels, I don't know. Wrong. Yeah. Mally pipes up saying, yeah. I, um, you, you said that the, the ogre chased you. Yes, it did. Do you think you could just get it to chase you again into a trap? Yeah, I mean, I, I reckon if the ogre would have come for me, yes. And I suppose if we spend enough time in, in I'll do finger quotes, it's forest, um, then, then perhaps it would. Yeah. What kind of trap can we build? It's huge, so a pit trap's probably not going to work. A pit uh, trap might work. Do you have the manpower? Well, a pit trap might work if we put spikes in it. That's true. That's true. All right. We could get a couple of the woodsmen to come and help us. I think we could grab or round up, I don't know, maybe fire or holy water. Does okay. that work against it? Emmanuel's Book of Monsters. No, <laughs> it does not. Flip. Holy water is used. Holy wateth only <laughs> thine... Holeth of water, blessed and kissed upon by the gods, can only burneth those that are inerrecably evil and from evil-eth locations. I like to imagine... Or the dead. I like to imagine in the entry for Ogre, it's like, if thou wish, wishes to use holy water uponeth thine ogre to vanquish it. Thou art thine world's largest imbecile. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, probably not holy water, but spikes. The ogre seems like a physical entity to me. We can get alchemist fire, maybe. <sighs> That'd be good as well if it's in the pit to, to finish it off. All right, what time is it now? It's maybe 3 or 4 p.m. Okay, that seems about good ogre hunting time toward the evening. That's mm. when we encountered it. All right, let's round up as many people as we can and start digging that pit. Is there like a like the clearing near where I kind of ended up my run when I was mm. fleeing the ogre? Do you reckon that was a good area to dig a pit? 
You could dig it around there. Yeah, because then I can run into the copse of trees. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll I'll kind of like draw a little map, maybe in my notebook, open it up, and present like, "Hey, here's roughly a good idea where yep. we could do it." All right. So you do that, mm-hmm. and you grab maybe ten or twenty mm-hmm. woodsmen, mm-hmm. head out into the woods, and begin digging. Cool. How deep do you want them to dig? It's got to be pretty deep. It's a it's a ogre. All right. But it's also going to be a matter of time. So by the time the sun is setting, if we start at say four mm. by six, six thirty, that's probably when we're gonna have to stop. Okay. Well, you get to around six. Yeah. And the pit is maybe 10 feet deep, and you've got spikes to put at the bottom of it. Yeah. So the sun is beginning to set, but Mally says we could just keep going. Yeah, but I how much beginning to set? How many hours left do I the think I have before darkness? The sun is dipping below the trees. Okay. Let's dig for half an hour more. How about that? You dig for half an hour more. Nothing happens, and you've made the pit maybe five feet deeper. It'll have to do us. I don't want everyone here at night. I don't, know. I don't want everyone in danger. You plant the stakes, mm-hmm. cover it as best you can, and then Mally will hide up in a tree. Cool. Thudu maybe just takes some cover somewhere. Mm-hmm. Thudu is wearing, she's taken off, she wears chainmail underneath her clothes. She's yeah. taken off her clothes and she's just wearing the, the chainmail now. Yeah. She has a big Viking ass looking helmet Sick. that she puts on her head. And as she puts it down, she gets to like really thump it down <laughs> yeah. because the nose guard is no longer in place for her <laughs> nose. So she like nearly severs her own nose (laughs) putting the helmet on. But then she arms herself with a shield and a mace and she hides in a a bush. Great. All right. I will go back to, I guess, where I first encountered the ogre, Mm -hmm. plant my ground and wait. Will Sir Grace's plan survive contact with the enemy? Find out next time on Fall from Grace Part 1, The Hag. Thanks for listening. If you want to help support this show and all the other shows we do here at Sans Pants Radio, then why not subscribe to SansPantsPlus.com? For as little as $5 a month, you could have access to a whole bunch of bonus shows and content. Once again, that's SansPantsPlus.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Hey there, fellow adventurer. If you're picking up what we're putting down and want more D&D content, we have just what you need to scratch that itch. D&D is for Nerds Plus, the symbol, not the word, where you can listen to select campaigns that were once only available to Sanspans Plus members. The further adventures of the Grey Hill Free Company if you want shorter campaigns with beautiful guests, and D&D is for Nerds, not Ognot, where all our non-canon D&D adventures go to rest. Just search for D&D is for Nerds on your favourite podcast app of choice and join us on this epic quest of D&D podcast discovery.